0: to start at ten o'clock, but now they start at nine thirty. Well,
1: that's um, that's good. Um, there's also a Flutter Engage seminar at nine thirty today, and I was going to share that with the group. And I was going to yeah, conclude around nine twenty-five today. That way, people can make their way to the, to, the, to their next event. Okay, great, awesome. So we'll just give it about five minutes uh, for people to dig in here, but I saw that I saw your GitHub repository um, where you've started to to work on some Python Jupyter workbooks. Would you be happy to t- talk a bit about the work you've done there?
0: Um, yeah, actually, I've um, I've added a bunch of starter notebooks now.
1: Welcome, Jake.
0: Hi, Jake. Hello. Um, So I did figure out how to the inventories and the plants, I was able to read those in to to, uh, Pandas um, by just specifying the valid columns um, and not reading in the invalid columns. And so that works now. That was a sticking point. And so I put those up in the GitHub repository.
1: And then did you maybe see like, what are like the common inventory types and the not so common ones by chance? Uh, um, I
0: don't remember that right now, but uh, you uh, you can up, you can download that workbook and and look and,
1: can maybe dig into that next time. But you're just in this yeah. opening bit. I'm going to go ahead and share some uh, links with you here just while we're waiting um, for some people. So. Welcome, Nick. Hi, Nick. Let's see here. So, David, be over at OpenTHC put together this um, SQL Lite file for business to consumer sales. So if you were having trouble working with the large sales file, this is essentially the sales file in a large SQL database, if that's easier for you to work with. And so I was going to I just received that, you know, in the past couple of days. So I'm going to be taking a look at it myself and perhaps next week we can, you know, do some work with with SQL and mm-hmm. taking some poke at, at the sales data. But just keep Anywhere? in mind was there a question or something? I
0: was wondering if we could use Dask to deal with those really large files.
1: Can you can you tell us about Dask,
0: please? Dask sits um Gask allows you to like multitask, like uh, multi-thread things, and then also it reads pandas pandas files, but it does it um, it chunks them up, and it it if there's not enough room in memory, it stores them on disk, and so it saves them like in pages. But you don't, and then you can just use them. It it integrates with pandas, scikit-learn, most Python.
1: And it's just spelled uh, D A S K. Yeah. Well, it's definitely worth checking out. So I'll put that on on the agenda for next week. Um, so. Okay. In. Would that be useful for the raw files or?
0: This? I haven't used it that much. I know it works well with pandas and Scikit Learn. Um, and also if you have multiple machines. You can run Dask on each one of the machines and it'll, you know, it'll, it'll use the memory and, and, and processor on each one of the machines.
1: And that's, it, you may need, um, yeah, a nice setup if you're working with this data. So, you know, like uh, David was telling me, you know, he's basically, you know, he's running this locally on a server. So he's just got this giant SQL uh, you know, database just sitting there locally. So, you know, it'd be kind of expensive to put this in the cloud, um, but...
0: Yeah. Um, I, actually, yeah, I want to check out the SQL because um, there's a lot of things I feel like you could do, you know, a lot of queries and that with the SQL, it would be great.
1: Exactly. So, we can get our hands into that um, on, uh, for next week. Yeah. Um, and then I guess just go ahead and to, to kick it off here. Um, just for the people who are new here or who just got here in the past like five minutes, I think we're gonna go to about nine twenty-five today because Charles is heading to an event, um, and then I'm going to be listening into this Flutter engage at nine thirty. I'm not sure if any of you use Flutter, but. It's sort of a fun, a fun tool. So it's going to be interesting to see. Um, you know, I would like to see that. You know, get pretty popular because you know it's still pretty new. But anywho, just sharing that. All right. So I guess. I guess I can just go ahead and uh, share my screen and just show you some of the things I'm doing and then we can talk about it along the way, if that sounds good to you. Great. So essentially, We were starting to look at the different sample types last week. And, you know, there's probably going to be different types of cannabinoids for the different sample types, right? So oils, of course, are going to have a higher distribution than flour. So I just thought this would be an interesting interesting thing to look at. So over in spider or... You could use your, your favorite, you know, um, you know, your favorite text editor and your favorite programming language. But once again, I'm just working with the, the same LCB data dump just, just because the, you know, the variables are relatively the same. So I figured if, you know, I can master it for one month, then, it, you know, it'll, it should be fairly easy to generalize to the full data set. So just go ahead and I'm not sure if this is actually going to be in the right location. So essentially, we're just going to read this data in here, and we're gonna, you know, we're gonna start looking at some of these sample types that we looked at last week. So, um, real quick here, I'm actually just going to um, go ahead and just commit everything um, over to uh, GitHub just so that everybody can uh, follow along. So. And then, you know, just so you know everybody, you know, can follow along with all the material. Um, you know, I'm trying to keep most things um, here in the cannabis data science repository. So that'll need to get cleaned up a little bit, but um, So far, just sort of archiving things there, and then okay. So we've uh, got our data read in, and so the tool that I'll be using today is just Seaborn, which is sort of an extension of Matplotlib. So. Seaborn requires Matplotlib, so you can see it more of a, an extension or an, an enhancement. So we'll go ahead and get grab those packages, and essentially, you know, we let's you know find out you know what uh, you know columns you know we even have here. So you know, it's sort of a handful. Um, but, you know, essentially, you know, we'd want to, you know, look at some of these, you know, cannabinoids that may be of like interest to people. Um, so we could maybe create a total cannabinoid calculation, but at the moment, let's just, you know, pick a, you know, this first cannabinoid here, THCA. Um. And so, you know, in the the lab you could call this an analyte. So you could say your analyte is THCA. And so, you know, now let's just basically look at a distribution of THCA in the lab data. And let's see see what happens. So that's what happened. <clears throat> I think we might. We'll just look at the, the kernel density of this analyte. So this may take a minute since there's a lot of data. And essentially, you know, you can add the hue, which is the actual variable type. So the actual, you know, inventory type, remember, is the the intermediate type. So we'll eventually check out the hue with intermediate type. So we may have to get just a subset of our data here. I wonder if we can just do a sample of it Okay, so now we've just got a random sample of the data. So now, maybe it'll be a bit more approachable. Okay, so we've at least got a chart now. And so this is just an estimated distribution of THC. So, not, not the, the most informative chart ever. It looks like there's a grouping lower down towards zero. You know, perhaps that's edibles or things of that sort. Or miscoding. Or it's hard to say at this point. And then there's a grouping up here. And you can see there's a slight bump up here, which must be the, the oils. But you really need to you know, separate this by the actual intermediate type for it to be informative. So, let's look at how we can adapt this plot here. I'd really like to use this plot, but it looks like my Seaborn version may be outdated. You could just add hue. It, um... Okay, so it looks like my Seaborn version may be outdated. So, you know, we may have to just come back to these at another point. However we can maybe now change gears into something else interesting that I was going to show you today. So there's, so, you know, we've been talking about, you know, mocking up the, the leaf API. And I thought, okay, the first step is, you know, we're going to need a database just to, you know, store some things. So, I just thought, okay, well, we'll just go ahead and use the database that essentially I'm already using for some of this open source uh, material that I'm putting, putting out through Canlytics. So, you know, some of the tools I'll show you today that essentially I'm using to, to mock up the API are essentially um, the Canlytics engine. And then, uh, you know, the CanLytics API. And I'll go ahead and um, commit the, the latest work here, which has the um, these two mock endpoints. Basically, I've gone ahead and mocked the lab results endpoint and the MMEs endpoint. And then we can go ahead and, you know, I'll gradually mock all of the Leaf API endpoints, and then you can um, you can use them as you please for testing and whatnot. But they'll be fairly limited with a limited amount of data. So. Um, And then I'll go ahead and uh, share these links with you here in the chat. There's the API and the engine. And so essentially, I'll just go ahead and just kind of show you these. And, you know, nothing's set in stone here. These are just sort of general tools that, you know, I was putting together just just to help with cannabis analytics. Um, so, you know, we're doing cannabis data science here. <clears throat> so these are just sort of open-ended packages that you can use to and at, contribute to, um, to to help your workflow. So the engine is just a, a Python package, which you can just install... Um, you know, with your command prompt. So you can just, you know, pip install Canlytics to get the latest version. <clears throat> and we're at the moment. So you've now got Canlytics installed. And then um, let me actually Restart Spider, and I'll show you a bit more about that. But essentially, at the moment, it just leverages Firebase for a database. So if you want to learn about Firebase, I'll put that in the chat. And so Firebase is sort of a fork of MongoDB, and I also like MongoDB, so that's worth checking out. And so these are, you know, what you'd call, you know, you know, no SQL database. So it doesn't have quite the same connective structure as the SQL database. And just to kind of just give you just a, a look at what the data looks like here. So here is just some collections that I've made with some of the the MME data. So you have essentially a directory, so you can think about it as of a directory of collections and documents. And then all documents are essentially a json file so you can think about these as you know key value pairs so you essentially just have a giant json database so it has its pros and its cons the cons right off the bat are going to be it's much hard well it depends on your perspective but you know it can be harder to do queries and aggregations than it is in an SQL database, and then you know it has some advantages in that you're just going JSON to JSON, and <clears throat> sometimes the the loose structure is is can be beneficial, and it and it you know can be can be fast if you know what you're looking for. So once again, nothing's set in stone, but I essentially just tossed the MME data, and um, I've tossed about a thousand lab results here, just so that way, you know, you can just pull these to, you know, start start doing some practice. So, you know, how did I get those there? I use the the canlytics engine so um, I think I put that in the chat yeah so that's the canlytics engine um, and so this this is just um, essentially a wrapper around firebase so you know firebase already has a Python um, SDK but you know this is an even expensive more expedient way to interact with the data. Um, And so, you know, just uh, put some useful tools here. So, you know, you can initialize Firebase, you know, there's a bunch of wrappers to, to get documents, get collections, you can import data, so, this handles importing data into Firebase from CSVs and Excel. So, fairly way to get your data in. And then, and so that's essentially one thing that Firebase was lacking, was easy imports and easy exports. So, there you go. Now you've got an easy way to import data. In an easy way to export data from Firebase, and if you you know if you look in the tests, you know you can see how you can go about spinning up your Firebase instance, and then I actually used. Um, you know, that code right there to populate, you know, these two collections. So it's all open source, so you can use it yourself and, you know, populate your own Firebase database essentially for free if, you know, if that's, you know, something you're looking to do. You do have to, to pay for Firebase <clears throat> But at the moment, the cost is really low, so if, as long as you keep your your usage low, then it's essentially free. So it's a you know a nifty tool, but you know I'm not set in stone to any one particular tool. So you know use your 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 favorite tool there. And so then we've got our data there with the Canalytics engine, and so now we can retrieve it with the CanLytics the API. And so once again, you can find the, the code here on GitHub. But this is essentially going to be the the interface to all the actions that you can do in CanLytics. So if you you know, you, you want to interact with any of this data, then you can use the, the Canlytics API, which is includes, you know, batteries included, you know, it includes the Canlytics engine. So, so this tool, you know, is bundled up inside the API. So once again, nothing is set in stone, but, you know, it's just, a classic example of, of dog fooding where, you know, you eat your own dog food. So, um, you know, you, you use your own tools. So, you know, that, that's the idea here is just, you know, building a set of tooling to to perform cannabis analysis. That way, you know, we can can control everything from the ground up. We can control, you know, we can control database interactions. So you can get pretty low level. And then, you know, there's actually a lot, there's a lot more here than just database. So for example, you can work with storage. So you can put files into storage. You can download files, rename files, delete files. There's also authentication. So you can create users, you can give the users custom claims, you can give them custom tokens. And so the token would be for if you want to log in on your front end. So this is essentially a back end system that can talk with your front end. And then, you know, there's utility functions to, you know, get your users update a user, you know, then delete a user if need be. So, it's just, a, you know, just a little back-end service wrapper around Firebase. So, if, if you need those services, then this may be an easy interface for you. So, let's go ahead and, you know, test some of the some of these things out. So you can essentially you know clone the repository and then you'll have you know this repo here looks like looks like everything went through. And then just to kind of walk you through, You know, so first things first, you know, you'd clone the repository. And then you can actually, you know, run the server locally. So just to sort of give you an example of how you could go about doing that. You know, so you'd go to the folder where you downloaded or you cloned the where you clone the API. You know, you can open the command console. And then you can just do, so you can just run server. It looks like one of my endpoints is not 100% correct here. So we can just jump in there. And so just to kind of show you a little bit about the API and tell you a little bit about it. So you've learned now that, okay, the, the database is a Firebase Firestore. And so the API is Python Django. And so the typical structure here of a Django file, you know, so in the root directory, you have your requirements, you know, you have your readme, I'm just using node just uh, just to kind of help run some helper functions. There's no, you know, no actual node dependencies. And then, you know, just, and then, you know, Docker to get, just get it up to it's actually running in Google Cloud app engine, but you can run it anywhere that anywhere that you desire. And so just to give you a, a quick structure, so all the code is in you know the Canlytics API. And so just to give you an idea of what a, a Django project looks like, you'll have a settings file and this is typically fairly long you kind of want to try to keep it short and this is just where you define all you know your key your key parameters you know towards how everything's going to be functioning. Um, So this is where you know you define any third-party apps you're using and we're going to be using the rest framework since we're going to be building an API here and then everything else is relatively just boilerplate so the rest of this is essentially just boilerplate to make everything else run and you know you'll need to set up essentially your example credentials so if you you know if you walk through um, if you walk through the readme i may have to flesh that out a bit about how to get up, set up with credentials but you know essentially you'll need to get these credentials set to you know to really use this in de- in development so, you've got your settings, and then where, where all the beauty happens, well, so you've got your, your URLs, and so these are going to be, you know, your actual endpoints. So, for example, you know, your endpoint here, and so it didn't like that these began with a slash. So, you know, your endpoint here is just going to be test, leaf, MMEs. And so I'm pointing this to, essentially, a Python function. So I've just put these in this file over here. And so then, you know, this can give you some ideas about what Django endpoints may look like. So for a REST API, it's just a Python function that takes the request as an argument. You check the method of the request. So say you wanted to add functionality here for labs to actually create results. Well, then you would add a post. And then you would say, you know, just, uh, you know, you could return a not implemented error. Right. So, you know, eventually, you know, we'll, we'll want to go ahead and build out that functionality. Since we're essentially, remember, let's not lose sight of the original goal, right? Our original goal is we're essentially just creating a mock leaf API, so we can, you know, so we can just, you know, basically mock some of these calls um, ourselves. Okay, so let's uh, go ahead and see you know, see this in action. So, you know, we can come over here. You know, we'll just create a a blank file here. right? And so, just since we're working in Python, you know, we can use the requests package. And you know the base. So the production base, if you want to test out what's in production, it's going to be so it's going to be api.canalytics.com. But you know, for right now, we're just going to be using the the, the development base. So that way, you know, I can make, you know, rapid changes here just for, you know, just to, to kind of show, you know, show what we can do in development. And that, and that way you can learn how to do development yourself if you're interested. So, so we've got it set up. Remember, we're going to be hitting these endpoints. So let's try to get the MMEs and so we just you know we're just going to make a get request so requests Seconds, so we got a 200 status code. I don't know, um, so I guess let's just do a data dump and see what we got. No promises here. This is um, a live test. Oh, and sure enough, look at that. Um, so that's a little much to work with, so let's just look at the, the first observation, oh, so it's not a list, so let's see what we're even working with here, so we've got a dictionary, ah, so it looks like, at the moment, the Kinlytics API, let's actually go, and, so this is what's nice from building it from the ground up is you can actually now come over here and we can actually look at the endpoint so we can see what the the endpoint's actually doing so that way it's not a black box right so now we you know we control the data import right so we've now imported data here into firebase we've got the records here, right? So here we have somebody at 555 Brown Street LCB Grow. Okay, so we want you know to basically you know be able to query that with our API. So let's start tinkering. So so we get we're getting our mme data so if we make our request it'll check to see if there's a limit otherwise there won't be one so let's try let's you know let's test this this limit out so the way you could do that is you're just going to do q or question mark you know, limit. So let's just try let's just try doing a limit of two. Yeah, that's right. So now, let's... It looks like we may have gotten an error. So we got a 500 error code. And what's nice is, you know, we're in development here. So we can actually see the debug error. So. You know, so this is how you would do development. So you would see, okay, there was a get request to the leaf MMEs. Ah, and look, here's the error. Two has class string, but we expected an integer. Okay, so. We can go and tinker on this MME's endpoint. So we now know this limit has to be an integer. So just a hot fix here. We could do better logic um, later on, but you know, you could just say, you know, you could just do something silly like that, you know. So if there's a limit, you know, make sure the limit's an integer. Um, you know. And so, you can go ahead and save that. This should... I think this should just refresh. Um, I'm not sure if I've got the live server rerunning. Interesting. So. Hmm. Just to kind of clean up the code a little bit, and actually, we may even just want to change this just to return the docs just outright. Um, I think that's just a bit, a bit better. And let's actually just go ahead and respin this server. When you're actually do when you're actually doing development. There is a Live Reload package, which makes things a lot better. Thank you. Okay, let's try this again. Okay, so now we've got a fast response. We've got our 200 status code, and we've got two documents here. So, the, you know, so now this little fix here to the limit, you know, that seemed to do the trick. And, you know, if we look at our data, we've got 555 Brown Street, you know, the LCB grow. you know. And so, the next step is really to, to set this up to actually handle queries. And so, the nifty thing is, the get collection routine is set up to handle, you know, to handle filters. So, you know, we can basically pass, you know, filters of the sort, you know, key, You know, so say so say we wanted, you know, key, you know, name operation. Right. So on my to-do list is to actually set up these endpoints to be able to handle queries. Because, you know, we could actually set this up, you know, to to really handle any sort of query. Because it would be cool to set it up so that way you could query by phone number, address. You could even do something that matches close to the address. You could, of course, do global ID. You'd want to do, if anybody's suspended... You'd want to do type, city. So all of these are fields that we could set up to to query over here. Okay. so now let's go ahead and, you know, let's hit this lab results endpoint to kind of see if it works as well. So we'll probably have to do a similar thing where we fix the limit. And this is also not set up for queries here. But let's... Okay, so we go ahead and got a live reload there. And so now let's check out... Now we're just going to hit D. lab results endpoint and see what happens. Okay, it looks like we may have gotten an error. Okay, so we got a 404. So that means this endpoint was not found. So we probably want to also set up our URLs, you know, to, you know, to better handle four or fours. Because, you know, the idea of any endpoint, I mean, of any API is you want to handle all endpoints elegantly. So, you know, if somebody hits your base endpoint, you know, you want to. Um, so here's just a look at some of the other endpoints of the canlytics API so you know so if somebody hits the base endpoint so let's just say you just hit their, the base here you know you still get a status code and you and then you know you actually get a message so it actually says okay you know welcome to the canlytics API you know, you know, we probably want to touch this up instead of data, you know, we may actually want to change that to message. Um, but, you know, you're you're welcome to come in here and tinker on this because this is just a completely open source, just sort of fun API that is just sort of set up just to, you know, tinker around with cannabis data. Um, And, you know, like I said, I'm not set in stone to any technology. So if anybody has recommendations, you know, fly them out. You know, I'm not sold, you know, I'm not stuck in stone on anything. And so just to give you a a look here. So we just hit the base endpoint. We just got this message. And so not to get too off track here, but the idea is, you know, to handle all endpoints elegantly. Okay, so the reason this one failed is we're actually, we actually want to hit the test endpoint, the test leaf endpoint. So let's go ahead and hit that endpoint and see what happens. And I'll publish all of this afterwards so that, ooh, actually I'll do that right now. That way you can actually hit the live API. Okay, so now we've got a. We've got our response. We've got our status code. And hopefully we have two lab results. Okay, so we're still returning lab results. Ooh, let's actually fix that real quick. So that actually is kind of annoying me. So it may annoy other people. I think it's just better if this just returns... I think it's just better if it just returns the documents as a list. got our live reload. And see, this is what's nice about, you know, cooking up your own little API here. Because now, you know, with just a couple lines of code, you know, we've now got, this is a list. And if you prefer it as something else, then, you know, get in there and tinker and and change it. Um, So now, you know, we've got um, our list here. We've got two. And Gina, you know, we've got these lab results, and so this is; these are the exact same, you know, lab results as these are the same lab results, you know, from that LCB data dump. So, um, I don't. Oh, yeah. Here's the link to the data dump. But long story short, so we've gone a long ways now. We've basically gone from this data dump here. We've gotten the data into Firebase. We did that with the help of the CanLytics engine. And so you're welcome to go and explore over here, you know, and check out check out the Firebase module. You know, we, we've used the, the import data function. And then if you want just examples of that, go check out test because the test is, you know, this can this can get you started. That's how you initialize Firebase you know, create some documents and then import your data. And then, now that we've got our data in Firebase we need a way to interact with it. So we've got the CanLytics API and And that's as simple to use as just, you know, making some get requests to, you know, to these various endpoints. And then you've got this full suite of data. And just to go ahead and polish it off, I'll just go ahead and round it out by just showing you. So you've you've done the installation. All right, so you've got the CanLytics API, so you've done the installation. We've done the development. We've done the testing. And so now it's time to publish. Well, you know, that's as easy to do. It's just, you know, MPM. and so that's why I have node is to expedite the publishing process. So what's going on here, so if you go and look over here and Publish, so basically we're containerizing the API. So we create a container of the API. Then we push the container up to Google Cloud. And then we actually are then redirecting all hosting from Firebase. So over in Firebase, we've actually got hosting. And you can set up multiple sites here. And, you know, we've actually got the, you know, the CanLytics API up here. And so, you know, right now... We're containerizing everything and, uh, you know, it's going to be a little bit of a build process here. So, we're publishing that Um, and so I'll just sort of minimize this and then sort of bring it all home here so that way we can get people out of here in time for their next seminar. All right, so sorry to just kind of go on that long spiel there, but you know, what's your what's your input? Impa- what's your input? Um, too complicated of a way to get data, or a manageable way?
0: I mean, it's really cool. Um, it's probably a little more than what I would need, but um, it's really interesting.
1: Well, this just got posted over here. So here in this last couple of minutes.
0: We'll I mean, I see. see. If I wanted to do like more advanced things, this would be, this would be really useful.
1: Yeah, so now it's published. So now in this last minute, let's see if we can't move over to the production endpoint and get the same... We looks like. It looks like there was an error along the way. That's interesting. Um, Oh, I need a. uh... But we got 200 status codes. And so if we check out our data here, we've got the two MMEs and we have our two lab results. So thank you for bearing with it. But there's essentially, you know, an MVP, you know, a a minimal viable product, right? So we've basically taken our data. We've gotten it into, you know, Firebase storage. Oops. Well. Anyways, we've got it there using the engine, and now we've retrieved it from the, you know, the Canalytics API. So, you know, you're welcome to, you know, go uh, tinker on that and um, and see, you know, what happens. (laughs) But, anyways, it looks like there's still some debugging to do. So, I'll go ahead and wrap it up there. (laughs) But, thank thank you for attending, and... I'll um, fill you in and, and let you know what's going on next week. And next week, we'll be checking out that SQL database. Cool. All right. See you then. Awesome. Thanks for attending, Nick. Yep. Bye. Bye. Bye.